tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Are you ready to get your mind blown? Revolution will be podcasted. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Tin Foil Hat. You know who I am. You know what I'm here to do. Uh, this episode's a very special episode. I liked it so much, I decided to put it out a day earlier for you guys, okay? It was supposed to come out on Monday, but here we are. It is out on Sunday. It is with the Occult Killers, okay? And we dive into the uh, dark arts of some of your favorite uh, pop divas, okay? But before we get into that, I just really want to tell you guys about where I'm going to be live, okay? August 22nd, I will be on the corner uh, of Vine and Hollywood for another March Against Child Sex Trafficking. The first one was so successful. Uh, Scotty the Kid has decided to do another one. It will be August 22nd live. Uh, you march with me. Uh, XG, everybody, the whole crew's always there. It's on Vine and Hollywood Boulevard. That's 10 a.m. Get there because we do some crossing the streets and then we march somewhere, wherever Scotty wants to go. So let's say you come into town for that. You march at the 10 a.m. spot. Uh, and then later that night, it is another, the third uh, installment of Tinfall Hat Live at the World Famous Comedy Store. That is at 8 p.m. Uh, so come down, make it a whole day. Uh, March during the day, listen to the podcast live at night. Uh, it's on the patio and also on the parking lot. They fill the parking lot up with seats and everybody can uh, listen to the show. And it was packed last time. So come by with your tribe. That's August 22nd, 8 a.m. marching on Vine in Hollywood, and then 8 p.m. live Tim Full Hat podcast at the Comedy Store. Come and join us and get weird, my friends. Okay, if you want to see me do stand-up live, I will be in Appleton, Wisconsin. I will be at the Skyline Comedy Club at September 10th through the 12th. You can grab those tickets now at skylinecomedy.com. That's in Wisconsin, Appleton, uh, September 10th through the 12th. Come and hang out. Uh, I have like a new hour that I haven't uh, recorded yet. So I'm getting to put out stuff and I'm super excited about it. It's going to be uh, a real fun time. The, the club is one of my favorites and I'm bringing out my good friend, Zane Helberg. There's many ways you can support this show. Uh, you guys want to support the show? I know you guys love it. I'm very thankful for the swarm. You know, I love you guys. If you want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash tinfoil hat and you get what we call daily doses you get a tuesday woo day okay that's where i do q a with you guys live um there's so many different things i do on that show but you get up to five a week every week okay and let's say you don't like patreon go to subscribe star.com slash tinfoil hat you get all the same episodes right there you just don't have to be on patreon if you're looking to get your zen on you want to get a little spiritual i have a brand new podcast called um uh, Zero with Sam Tripoli is available exclusively 
on rockfin.com. That's R-O-K-F-I-N.com. Get spiritual. Let's talk about, you know, we'll talk about realms, the, 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 the simulation. Um, the only one come and save you is you, you know, and how you can help people by helping yourself. All that stuff. All that stuff is there. It's one of my favorite shows to do, and it's exclusive to Rockfin, okay? We have T-shirts available as well. Uh, if you want to support the show, just go to uh, TimFallHatT-shirts.com. We have a ton of shirts, any kind of shirt you want. It's all there. All the favorite designs. Uh, Once Upon a Time on This Flat Earth, Alien Shot JFK, uh, Why So Why Such a Sheep Joker shirts, Nasty NASA, they're all there. It's a great way to, in fact, support the show man it's a great way to support the show i love it um yeah so that's uh what else we got here oh real quick man i want to say that this show is brought to you by our good friend at blue chew everybody yeah blue chew that's right blue chew guys remember the day when you were always ready to go never uh, now you need to increase your performance and get extra confidence in bed well listen up bluechew.com that's blue like the color blue listen guys we're living in crazy times. You got people like Bill Gates trying to stop us, okay? Trying to stop us from, from, from living, surviving. Dude, you know the only way we beat the lizard people? By more truth seekers, more conspiracy theorists, more uh, spiritual skeptics, okay? That's how we do it. Go hard in the paint with your lady. Hey, do you love Blue Chew? She loves Blue Chew. That's from a lady. She buys a Blue Chew for me, puts a gun to my face and says, take the Blue Chew now because it's time to rock and roll. That's how we make love, gun to gun, okay? That's how we do it, okay? First one to come, loses, all right? That's how it goes. And thanks to Blue Chew, it's not that hard to do. Blue Chew is made in America for American men, okay? For the American ladies or if you're an American guys. Do you, boo. I ain't going to hate you. It's up to you. You do you it's a it's blue chew dude it's got all the same active ingredients man as all your favorite ones you know why go to a gas station and get some boner pill that has an a weird animal on it you're like hey can i get the the polar bear fifty thousand? like what does that mean nobody knows but not blue chew man blue chew is prescribed online by a licensed physician man so you don't have to go to the doctor's office or wait in line at the pharmacy. Yeah. And it's shipped right to your door in a discreet package. Or you can make it just, you know, I, I, I have them shipped. Uh, I, send pic, I send dick pics of Blue Chew, and they put it right there on the package for me so that they, uh, everyone knows daddy drops hammer, you know? And what, you know what I do when I make love, dude? I just play the national anthem, okay? A national anthem. As I make love and I make her make eye contact with me. So she knows she's making love to a freedom fighter. All right. It's got the, it's dude, it's really simple. It's cheaper than a pharmacy, dude. No awkward blah, blah, blah. Right to your house. Right to your house, dude. It's chewable, dude. Or as I like to do it, it's snortable. All right. It is snortable. It's got the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis because they love it real. All right. So right now we got a special deal for our listeners. Okay, visit bluechew.com and get the first shipment free when you use our promo code TINFOIL. That's right, promo code TINFOIL, and you will get, uh, you'll get, man, you'll get, uh, uh, you'll get to try for free. Free shipping, man. Bluechew is better, cheaper, faster, stronger. And we want to thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Guys, go to bluechew.com. 
Com using promo code TINFOIL. Now enjoy the show because it's a great one. Thank you. All right. So uh, let's get into it. I don't know what we're going to call this group. We'll probably come up with some kind of cool name like a cult squad or something. I don't even know, but we'll get into it. Uh, join me as always, my partner in crime, Xavier Guerrero. What's up? Uh, he is the Illuminati killer, the hunter. He is the heartthrob of this whole thing. Isaac Weissup, how are you, brother? Hey, everybody. I, I, real quick, before I forget, my Patreon tier, uh, tier three folks want to say what's up to Sam and the Swarm. I guess they're members of the Swarm, too. Whoa, also, you got some Swarm? You know? Yeah. Sam, look so, at uh, that, dude. I don't have a cool name for my people yet. I, I don't know. I call them the uh, OG Granola Wokesters. Nothing. Oh, dude. OG Granola Wokesters is <laughs> the best. You, you should call your people like the wise asses or the wise guys. Oh, that's a good thought. Yeah, I'll think about it. Let me let me uh, let me marinate on that. For Guys, a uh, in the comment section of each one of our videos, please leave uh, a comment what you think Isaac's uh, fan base should be called. You know, oh, I, I think I, I think that's it. That. Winner gets a uh, winner gets a thank you. Winner gets a thank you. Also <laughs> joining us, uh, we got we got a little double vision over here. Uh, you know him uh, from his, his uh, hit books. He is a uh, guest host. On Infowars with Alex Jones, Jay Dyer and his lovely fiance Jamie Hansaw. Am I right? Did I get right? No. Hansaw. Yeah, there we go. I said that right. I said that. No, that's what you said. That's what's funny. Hi, Jay. How are you? How how's uh, the love getting from the uh, Infowar people? Pretty good. Uh, You were making you know jokes about things you said to Alex and that uh, we had a pretty feisty guest yesterday that that made some feisty little jokes that kind of caused a little bit of a stir so we, we had a rowdy <laughs> oh, we had a rowdy man. day yesterday ah oh, yeah man you know when you hang out the land of the misfit toys you get a couple of fucking crazy people and the lady who thought this would be a great idea to do and she came up with the idea I got the team together I threw up the bat signal uh Chrissy Meyer how are you Hi guys. Hi guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks for getting together so early in the morning. Well, you guys, it's like almost lunchtime for you. I, I it's like the well, sun isn't even out yet. Out it's where a we are. Friday, so. Oh, it's Friday. I gotcha. I gotcha. Are you guys uh, all actual professional people? Am I the one that's like the piece of shit that sleeps until noon and like no. this is crazy for me. No, there was a time I used to sleep and then I had two babies and oh, that yeah, I don't even know. That's like, that's like uh, Chinese to me when you say sleep. I don't know it. I don't understand it. Can't read it. Can't enjoy it. <laughs> so um, real quick, does anyone have any, uh, anything they want to push in terms of like uh, uh, websites or Patreons or anything like that? Let's get that business out. I'll go first. Uh, so I, I don't, I usually just push people to my Instagram at Isaac Weishaupt with a bunch of cool videos. I got a uh, uh, Sukihana, some rapper lady talking about how she sold her soul to the devil. I got this clip from Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind that was released in April. That's got they tell you very clearly on the video clip that Biden and Kamala are going to be there to usher in the uh, control system of the alien agenda. This is back in April. They knew this back in April. Um, anyway, uh, so I push people there, but uh, I I wrote my first alien book going to break down the occult symbolism all the connections and weird stuff with the aliens and the uap agenda uh and if you sign up for the patreon so go to patreon.com backslash illuminati watcher uh if you're on the list september 8th you get in a special thanks to the book it's a limited special offer thing i'm running so 
uh, pushing that hard as hell right now until people are sick of hearing about it. No, dude, I love it. I love all that stuff. Jay, you got anything? Jamie, you got a, you got a book? I You showed us a book earlier. Can we see your book? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Jamie's got a, a badass Hollywood mind control book. You can get that at my website, jaysnelsis.com. And then uh, uh, what do we got going? I don't know. Um, yeah, just go to, go to my website, go to my YouTube. About, I'm at 60,000 on YouTube, so I'm, I'm trying to catch up to you, Sam. You, bl- you rocketed past everybody. <laughs> I'm coming for you though i'm coming for you please do please do let's all just get together and somehow uh catch up with tim Dillon. that guy is just on fire <laughs> look, look at that you know? somebody bought a book look at that yeah i'm not just the president i'm the client of this look you got too, my man. merch you got her book we got i'm gonna sign up for your patreon man why well, it's all good you got man. you got it. how much is your patreon man patreon's on fire right now i got how much I got is a tip it jar. it's three bucks or you can get for five bucks you get it like almost everything get books and extra shows and five bucks it is brother you got yourself a five dollar subscription oh man that's too kind of what you, about man. your only fans do you wear whatever i say or what? <laughs> doing squats you know i'm doing squats all summer to get my booty nice and bootylicious i know then, that's what I'm asking. then i'm gonna you know slide those g-strings on and get that only fans <laughs> popping okay. man uh uh chrissy Meyer, what do you got going on yeah i a patreon too um but i really do want to start an only fans and call <laughs> myself like the adrenochrome avenger like i want to get a whole superhero costume going because i was just suspended from twitter for not the first time but the first time uh since trying to take down child porn so that was interesting this past week um I how long just, are you in jail for um it was actually just a few hours i was back i was you know, Twitter allowed me to have my account back, but I had to delete, you know, like eight tweets that they had picked out as like problematic. And like, I can understand like confusing, you know, like I I would link um, the link to the accounts that had the straight up child porn on it. And it's like, okay, I guess if you're stupid, maybe you can't tell. I got to ask you a question. Do you think like reposting these pictures of these kids is, it, and I, this is a question for everybody. Is it uh, re-traumatizing these children? I mean, not that they're going to see it, but in, in mean, spirit, are we I, re-traumatizing them? I think that a retweet of a video or a, or a photo, is that's obviously, and then I was not trying to do that, but I was trying to link the account for which people could report. So I don't know. I mean, it worked. That account got taken down. I got suspended in the process, but I just wish that Twitter was smart enough to discern between like the true monsters and the people trying to take it down. I think this is the dark underbelly of all the things going on and everything else is a distraction. I I mean, to me, it seems like this is the thing, like, you know, all these, all these people that have been close to these power structures at the top sort of, I mean, look at Bohemian Grove, right? The cremation of care ceremony. They they talk about burning an effigy, a, a child, which I don't know if that's an effigy or for real. I mean, who knows? It's a private club for, uh, you know, boys playing around naked in the woods. But the, uh, the whole thing is when you get into this realm of sacrifice and children, that's where things get a little too close to a lot of these occult concepts, you know, and uh, the, like Aleister Crowley had the cakes of light, which was, it says right there in the book of the law and magic and theory and practice, it says that the blood of a newborn uh, child is the optimal formula for this uh you know this eucharist you know heretical oh, eucharist that they i'd make. like to fight elster crowley like straight Ooh. up like wrestlemania 
Center, you know, fucking right in the middle of the ring. I'll fight. I'll fight Barbara Bush's dad. I'll beat the shit out of <laughs> that guy. And he's the grossest human being because, like, uh, you know, you'll see a lot of celebrities sporting his sort of lingo because he represents this sort of rebel archetype, which I get, you know, and he's a bad boy. But, like, he was, like, he was beating up his women. He was a, he killed animals. I mean, this dude was, like, the least wokest, least granola guy on the planet. He, he beat his women so bad that one and of them And he's a hack, Isaac. He's a hack. I mean, if you go yeah. back far enough, he's done what we see with all these symbolism is basically take old symbols of peace, love, the universe, and flip them into pedophiles, Nazis, and all this shit. So whenever you see people put those out, uh, oh, my God, it's a pedophile. You're like, no, dude, that's a, pe- that's a symbol of, of, of peace, actually. Or like a swirl. You can't put a swirl anywhere without anybody thinking you're, you're diddling pe- pe- people. And it's just like that's done purposely so we don't find out how special we are. Yeah. I'd add too that let's not forget Crowley was for a long time an MI5 asset. That's been well documented that he also worked for British intelligence and uh, he was roped into uh, basically almost James Bond style stuff. And all the Bond villains are based on Crowley. If you look at Le Chiffre or Blofeld, they're consciously based on Crowley because uh, uh, Ian Fleming, who wrote all those wanted to, to base the real stories of what Crowley was up to in you know, he put it into these fiction stories so keep in mind that once again it's also an intelligence asset that was working for the power structure who was the wickedest man on earth a lot of that's you know like uh you know hollywood style so you're saying he's the ellen of that time he's basically that's ellen a good way to put it yeah he was also a super elitist he didn't believe in equality whatsoever he believed that the slaves will serve yeah he wanted everybody to be a slave this is funny yeah and that's the attitude of these elites and that's why i'm always like you know, pushing, I'm a, I'm a man of the people, right? Like these elites, they think that they've been, and why wouldn't they, right? They think they've been put on this pedestal. They've been blessed with all of these things, which they have. And they, I think, I think there's a mentality that comes with that. When you reach that level of fame and adoration and wealth that they begin to subscribe to some of these wacky ideas, like Aleister Crowley, when he said the slave shall serve. And it's like, they think that they are there because they are the chosen people to direct the slaves to to push their own will. Nice thing, you know, he does that picture. <laughs> no, totally. It's such a weird thing too, that that picture. It's so weird and he's so unattractive to look at. Well, that are you talking about this thing with the horns of pan? Or whatever like, this yeah, is. Yeah, right? he, he does this thing, right? And that's the horns of pan. And you see that in uh, the Dunwich Horror, the uh, 70s version that had Dean Stockwell and Dean Stockwell. Uh, I, I don't remember if he came up, me and Jay did a show on Marjorie yeah. Cameron and Alistair Crowley recently. And uh, I think Stockwell came up. Oh, wow. And uh, yeah, anyway, they're redoing the, the, the Dunwich horror. It's an HP Lovecraft story, right? Which ties us into this alien thing because, it, you know, it, the list goes on and on. And I, I go on about this in my first alien book about this connection with the occult, the ritual magic, and the channeling of entities from some other dimension. And that's what I fear is what's going on. And also yeah. uh, there's a, there's a small section I have in there about death cults and adrenochrome, because I think there could very well be some connection to this fringy element of, of, you know, messing with the kids. And, and could it be that this is an age old practice that the Mayans, the Aztecs, all these, all these uh, ancient cultures were sacrificing the Moloch and all this crazy stuff. Well, like, 
could it be that they kept that practice going and it's just not popularized and talked about and they're doing this to these deities these entities in another dimension only now we're going to say that they're aliens with the advanced technology and bob lazar has been redesigning their uh, quantum uh you know gravity computers and all this stuff like That's so crazy I, the, other day, the other day at our show uh we had a guy claim that he bought adrenochrome he was some kind of yoked out buff guy and he was saying he was going to get it and then he sent me a video where you can buy it on youtube I don't know what it is you're buying, but it's from China. Well, and that's where, like, Wuhan's where a lot of that stuff was coming out of. But it was like, it, he said, like, he came and he's like, yeah, they say it's synthetic adrenochrome, but it's, and it's, and literally says cage free on it, which wow. is weird, like, right? Just, just add water. <laughs> just add water. What is it? Ramen noodles of, of no. baby blood? It's so fucking weird, dude. It's so weird. Well, it's supposed to be some kind of, uh, you know, drug extracted from the pituitary gland of the children. Uh, but officially, there's like a drug that is, it's something related to schizophrenia. Well, that, that's uh, why they're supposed to terrify them. That's why they're supposed to scare them so that it releases something. Kind of like uh, that movie, uh, Monsters, Inc. How yeah. the monsters go in there and scare them. What a coincidence. It's kind of weird. Same with Dr. Sleep, too. You know, the Dr. Yeah. Sleep story is the same thing. And the, and the Shining, arguably, which, you know, we've, I think we've already talked about that. I don't know if it was on uh, one of y'all's shows, but uh, that's a concept. How do you guys deal with that before we get it, which will lead us into what we're talking about right now? It's like, how do you deal? Like, I was, um, you know, like, I'm a big Rick and Morty's fan. Like, I love Rick and Morty's. It was trending more, more and more that you start hearing about, like, one of the guys is on Epstein's flights uh you know they dan Harmon has that weird video and it's like very hard for me because as a comedian i don't want to get into a place where every joke is a, a, a literally a window into your soul and we should be like oh my god you see it? because i feel like that is the right the right or the conservative version of uh cancel culture with anything sexist racist or homophobic or deemed or uh, deemed those things where it's like, oh, I did one joke, like Shane Gillis has a joke where he goes, uh, Jew chink, right? And everybody loses their skull, and he loses Saturday Night Live, which I think was planned. Just for saying but, chink. What? Just for saying chink. Yeah. yeah, right, right. So I don't want to get like that. So if somebody does a joke, I don't want to be like, wait, look at this guy. He's doing this joke. That means he's this. But that was a weird video for sure. Uh how do you guys deal with that? Like, like Sirius Radio now has a um, a Michael Jackson channel. How do you? How do you? What are your guys' thoughts on that and how we should uh, uh, digest their uh, their legacy? I've got my opinion on it. I, I'll be brief. I don't want to keep talking over everybody, but uh, with Michael Jackson, that's the prime example that I've been given. I'm more of a man is flawed kind of attitude. And like, maybe Michael Jackson did that stuff. I, I think he did. Uh, there's arguments that he hasn't, which are valid too, you know, but um, you know, I, I don't think we throw the baby out with the bathwater. I mean, no one's trying to get rid of Michael Jackson music. Nobody, you okay, know, but they are trying to get rid of R. Kelly music. Does he, does, he ha does he have to die for us to fucking... Not Michael Jackson, let's face it. Dude. But not Michael right. No, but, like, I mean, it's a, it, to me, it's like, this is a learning lesson. So, like, years from now, when, like, it's like Gary Glitter. I don't know who the hell Gary Glitter was. I, I, didn't, I barely knew the song, you know, the... I don't even know what it's called. And now, when I hear that song, like, on the Joker movie, uh, you know, I think, oh, yeah, the guy who made that was, a, you know, messing with kids or whatever. And 
you know, it's a good learning lesson. And it's like, people can learn about Michael Jackson and learn about how it's not cool to do this stuff to kids. and Or uh, don't trust anyone with the last name of Glitter. I think that's a good rule. <laughs> or or, got, or grown men with, with uh, choo-choo trains in their backyard. And yeah, I, if anyone, ever, hey, I, I, I'm, I'm Tom Glitter. I'm like, get the fuck out of my life. I don't want anything <laughs> to do with you. I don't trust anybody <laughs> with a name Glitter in it, okay? Jane, Jamie, what's What about thought? first name Glitter or maybe? I well, know. I mean, you better be some kind of like, superhero right or something like that i mean Ripper. the only way you cancel glitter in a name is if you show up in spandex and a cape and then i'm like okay i gotta hear what's your proposal at this point outside of that i i want nothing to do with you well remember the remember the uh jackson kids which one was it was drawing the ritual sigils and the ritual yes. magic yeah was it paris yes. we don't hear about blanket anymore oh the kids yeah no you're talking what was it joe I don't even remember. Jamie's got it in her book. She she put it in there. Uh, yeah, there it is. Remember they were drawing stuff like that right there, you know. Oh, Jesus. And everyone's like, yeah, what a great drawing. What was this, the 70s? Everyone's like, man, those Jackson kids, look how great that drawing is. They're multi-talented. Oh, this is Jack that's, her, that's his daughter, I think, that drew that. Yeah. And then that, that skull with the Harpocrates on it. Oh, my God. Oh, doing the shh. Yeah. Do you guys remember when uh, the Kardashians put that out? Like, my kid just drove that. It was like Moloch eating children. Just like, yes. the baby just drew this. It's so crazy. <laughs> that Here's crazy. a drawing by Michael Jackson of himself. Aww. Yeah, and Michael Jackson, and, wow. and, you know, to, not to defend Michael Jackson, but like, he was traumatized and abused as a child. His own brother wrote a book That's about it. That picture was, yeah. yeah. And he talked to his brother, his brother had this book that he wrote and said like, yeah, the, my dad used to have these people, these grown ass men come in with suits and they'd take Michael out. He'd be gone for hours, come back. He'd be traumatized, but they never let him release that book. Everyone's, and, heard, uh, this, but everyone's heard this, but they say that they chopped off his balls so that he can keep that. Well, they chemically castrated him. His yeah. dad chemically castrated him to keep his voice high. It's like, dude. Like, wow. You remember when he was on trial? in uh california in the 90s and there was this whole big thing about um they took pictures of his genitals and his genitals were mutilated that was all over the news oh um, really what? just that like who harvey up. weinstein right yeah just like jeffrey epstein and his egg dick yeah what's up with this yeah you're right guys there's a lot of weird oh uh, hitler 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 too hitler what's up with hitler what's up with hitler's it? junk he, he draw it for us they said that his dick didn't work. That he wasn't boning. Because he was tweaking so much, dude. He was tweaking. He had a little Damn. nub. And he was Maybe like, Freud's just... right. You know, Freud was always talking about all this weird sexual repression stuff. And I think uh, one of those other occultists, maybe Jay knows it, one of those like, you know, 1930s, 40s, uh, oh, like Rudolf Steiner types was talking about this whole thing, how all this sexual. Oh, Wilhelm Reich. Maybe that's it, yeah. Yeah. Joe Jackson is known as the Hitler of the Jackson family. By that's the way. what I was going to say. Uh, I remember reading in the, I think his name's uh, Boganjanari. He's like, he writes all the normal whitewashed books for the big famous stars. He did in his Michael Jackson biography, even in the whitewashed version, there's the story that Joe forced Michael to sleep with a prostitute when he was like 11 or 12, which 
maybe you think that well it's heterosexual whatever but it he he michael says he was traumatized by it because he didn't want to do it he didn't like this woman but that sounds kind of like you know his dad is trying to initiate him into the the normal practices of what will come down the road so i think that uh, if you look at that plus the fact that the mom was this weirdo kind of uh jehovah's witness which is actually a cia cult front um Dude, they love just bringing up shit about Hitler, don't they? Yeah, little junk. He was gay. It was all because he was a tweaker, dude. That's exactly what they do. Hitler it, himself is believed to have had two forms of genital. Ab- I'm so sorry for this fucking lawnmower that only comes up when I do a, a podcast. Uh, Hitler himself is believed to have two forms of general abnormality: an undescended testicle and a rare condition. Jesus Christ! Caught. <laughs> this was not dude, here ten minutes yeah. ago. Yeah, Christy Teigen sending that person to your house. Called penile. Yeah, this is the deep state lawnmower company. Um, (laughs) Rare condition called penile hypnospadius, in which the urethra opens on the underside of the penis, writes Jonathan Mayo and Emma Craigie in Hitler's Last Day. Uh, So that a lot of people leap to say that he had a micro penis because he suffered suffered from hypospadius. Um, so he had a lot wrong with his dick and balls. I mean, that's the long and short of it. And I bet you it was a Jewish doctor who told him he had a weird dick, and then he just wanted to scorch the earth yep. from there, man. Yep. <laughs> Someone tells you your junk is weird. They're like, okay, you want to play that game? You want to play <laughs> that game? Where are you from? Poland? Yeah. I'll never forget. He wrote that on his Kill Bill list, right? <laughs> um, which brings us into our, um, which brings us into our, our, what this whole thing's about. Uh, you know, the more and more I do this, the more and more I, I, you know, I don't know if maybe as a kid when I would go see a rock, you know, like I got a lot of shit for wearing a Slayer jersey, uh, Slayer hoodie. Uh, you know, my Dana, I had produced their concert film. She got me a hoodie. So I was wearing it one day and Bobby Lee, of course, hits my car and someone films it and puts it everywhere. Then there's a video of me with a Slayer shirt on, and everyone's like, Illuminati confirmed. I'm like, dude, it's just a hoodie, dude. Um, but I never looked back I, Back on, you know, we look back, and there's all these symbols, but I never wanted to believe that that was what was actually going on. In your guys' opinion, is it just more put out there? Like, I just feel like the symbolism is so much more now than it used to be, or is it just because we hate hip hop and we're just like, fuck these saint worshipers or is it just more prevalent now? Or what do you guys think is going on with all the symbolism that we seem to see in all of our pop music now? I think, I I think a big part of it is us that grew up watching Britney Spears, watching Christina Aguilera. Uh, Now we're in our thirties and we are uh, like able to decipher a little bit better. It's almost like a combination of like, wow, we all loved and grew up with this stuff, but now we're older and wiser and we can kind of pick apart what we're seeing and we're looking at lyrics. Uh, And I also think it's a little bit more in our faces. I think before around the 2000s, satanic imagery and occult imagery was more in the heavy metal and those types of bands, like he was saying Slayer and stuff. And it was more campy, not saying that it wasn't real, but after 2000 and after, I think particularly like 
Hannah Montana and Lady Gaga and Beyonce uh, kicked it up a notch with Katy Perry also with their witch and occultic imagery. So it wasn't just in the realm of like uh, Keshers and heavy metal people. It was mainstream for little girls. Yeah, We see that with the uh, Beatles, right? I mean, like now we look back, the Beatles have a ton of symbolism that we never really, that was really hidden before, really hidden. But now it seems like it's more out in the open. Yeah, Uh, if you look at uh, the the videos back at the Hall of Justice in LA in uh, the 60s when they had the trial for the Manson family, Susan Atkins, uh, she's walking around and she does the 666 over the eye thing. Uh, and, you know, they were very, you know, Charles Manson is a very curious character. That's, a, that's worth hours alone. Uh, but the idea here, it can tie into the occult. The uh, a book called Transcendental Magic by Eliphas Levy talks about this idea that a current can be formed, right? This current and it, uh, through symbols and it can be sort of transmitted to the masses. And it, it, this, this symbol transmitting in the masses, this current can be used to manifest. And this is like a ritual magic sort of idea. And this, he calls it the magnetic chain. And this chain, it connects the consumer or the, the masses, whoever's affected by it, to the focal point of the symbol, which is um, how they manifest stuff. They manifest, you know, wealth, arguably, through this sort of concept, which is what you see with Beyonce. And, uh, you know, we can, and we can talk about Black as King, because uh, that's a prime example. In the video, in the movie, which I watched, and I did a full breakdown on it, because there's a lot to talk about. And I've got the images on my Instagram, if anyone wants to check them out, at Isaac Weishaupt. You will see that she does the the rock symbol which everyone says oh it's a diamond you know because jay-z came up with this back when you know in the 90s but it's it's truly a a triangle of manifestation and they're manifesting energy through this symbol and she shows her kids how to do it in the in the uh in the movie you you see this the kids all form the triangle over their head uh but what what we could argue is that this is actually, again, occult ritual magic stuff. If you look in a book called Lever 6 that the Ordo Templi Orientis group uses, that's, you know, Alistair Crowley was running that for a minute. Uh, it, it ties into a sort of like Germanic uh, ritual magic stuff. But anyway, they've got these different sort of grades of initiation. And the fourth degree is called uh, the fire goddess, okay? And, and, you know, you hear Beyonce talking about she's the goddess. She's got the symbolism that she's the goddess all over the place. She's She's emulating Ashun and these African goddesses now. She's very clear about it, if you know what to look for. She's even got a book in the movie called uh, Gods and Kings. You know, like, they're, they're very clear and egotistical about this, this sort of attitude. Well, the symbol for that initiate, for that fourth-degree fire goddess, yeah. is to, quote, raise the arms above the head, join the hands so that the tips of the fingers and of the thumbs meet, formulating a triangle. Now, the, the fourth degree, like I said, it's the goddess, but it represents the planet Venus, which the planet Venus is, uh, you know, your symbolic uh, inverted pentagram, which ties you into all that stuff, right? That's a whole can of worms. But it's idea of arguably the uh, Lucifer as the fall, as the uh, morning star, as the consort to, uh, uh, I'm sorry, did I say Lucifer? Lilith, Lilith, uh, who is the consort to Lucifer. Lucifer uh, represented as the morning star, as the Venus, right? Lilith? Yeah, that was like the first, uh, sort of the first vampire. She, uh, 
according so why to some... is it Lilifair, right? I mean, like, yeah, that's, no, that's all. On, that's on purpose. Unbelievable. Somebody's got to ask the lesbians about that one. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Sorry to cut you off, Isaac. No, but I that, thought, that's I was, interesting. I didn't know that either. So the Kabbalistic story, and by the way, Lilith is actually in Isaiah, I think it's Isaiah 34, but um, in the Kabbalistic story of Genesis, it's, the uh, serpent uh, has, a, the, the, there's like a first Adam and a first Eve, like the first wife uh, ends up being Lilith and she's rejected. And so she runs off as like the consort of Satan. Uh, and she has this um, commitment from that point on to, to oppose children. So the whole, whole idea of children's sacrifice is traced back to appeasing this goddess Lilith. Well, the story is she oh wanted to be on top when they had sex. Yeah, that's right. And so she's a symbol of female empowerment right. because she wouldn't be on the bottom. So she oh left Adam. Oh my God. Uh, Nobody talked about that when they were doing Lilith there. Nobody talked about that. Yeah. And, and this ties into, this ties into all this weirdo stuff about contacting these entities and, 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 and just to riff on that Beyonce a little bit more in the movie. Um, so if you look at that, that Lieber six Ordo Templi Orientis book, it mentions to, it says, refer to Crowley's, uh, book Lieber 777 right um and you'll see the set triple seven which is a symbol which represents the holy trinity right because they say 666 is the number of man uh, but it also in crowley's sort of belief system there it you'll see it on the what he calls the star of babylon and the babylon is another representation of this goddess force this goddess entity sort of thing yep. um and that's where you'll see the 777 now What's curious is if you watch the movie like a real psychopath like I am and you frame by frame parts of it, you'll see there's clearly a 777 on one of the walls that Beyonce walks by. And again, I got that image if anyone doubts me. Um, and, the, and, and, and what's bizarro about all this is that the 777, um, it also is, uh, it's the number of the, the woman that represents the Babylonian force, but her number in Gematria is also 156 and this i don't want to go off on a long tangent but basically you go back Please to do. jack parsons okay we'll do it we go back to jack parsons and now we're on hubbard which is where all this bizarro ufo stuff started and they were out in the desert channeling doing doing homo things and doing ritualistic <laughs> things right not that there's anything wrong with that i'm just saying Dude, that's what they do plays the way you talk to the old ones you know that right yes yes indeed uh but they're, they're out there in the desert. They're doing Crowley's modified Amalantra working, which was the same ritual he did in 1918 over in Ghislaine Maxwell's backyard when he channeled Lamb, which is the first great alien. But anyway, they're out there doing this weirdo ritual stuff, and they wanted to incarnate the Whore of Babylon. Uh, that's why they were doing it, and that's how he met Marjorie Cameron, as Jay and I talked about on his show. Uh, but the... And let me let me sum this up. I know I'm getting off the rails. So that Babylon, Crowley spelled it B-A-B-A-L-O-N, and that's Gematria for 156. He purposefully channeled it or changed it from B-A-B-Y-L-O-N because B-A-B-Y-L-O-N is the gate of the gods, right? That's where they would make contact with these entities. So they changed the name for uh, Gematria purposes. And the reason he did that was because you go back to even older times to John D. and Edward Kelly. Um, that is, which ties us into Jay's 007 talk with John D. But anyways, you go back then, they were, they were swapping wives because the alien gods were telling them the Enochian language. And they said, here's how you talk to us. 
and they gave him this language, this whole alphabet of weirdo language to talk to the aliens. And Hold on, you, you wife swap is talking to the aliens? That's how you talk to aliens? That, well, that's what the aliens told Edward Kelly and John <laughs> that, At that point, they're just, let's see what we can get them to do. Uh, if yeah, you guys want to talk to the oldest of the old, you must run a train on his girl. And they're like, ah. So, that's what Gerald so Gardner did. So it is sad. You know, a, just, so everybody that graduates from the Crowley Cult just starts their own religion where it's basically uh, everybody has to sleep with me, right? That's the, that's the new mystery is like that I get laid with all the bitches. But um, I wanted to add on what Isaac was saying that uh, if, you, if you think about the uh, – Shit, I forgot where I was going with this. There was something to do with Lilith. Oh, Babylon, that's right. So Babylon in the book of Revelation, and if the, the Crowley view is just to reinterpret the book of Revelation as a religious ritual, like you open up these keys and so forth through the rites. So he reinterprets the book of Revelation as a, as a magical text, uh, he and Parsons and other people, to open up the portals. I'm not joking with this. It's called Transugothian Magic, if you read the... Uh, uh, Kenneth Grant has a bo whole book on it, The Mob Zone, as Isaac has mentioned before. And part of it has to do with booty holes. The booty holes, I'm not joking, it's called the Doctrine of Correspondences. The booty holes correspond to the portals. You guys remember True Detective? You guys remember? You guys remember old Matthew McConaughey? He was trying to solve them booty hole problems out there and down there in uh, old New Orleans. There's a big booty hole problem. <laughs> These booty holes are opening yeah, up. I do a whole episode on True Detective, guys. Everyone yes, keeps asking us. Do you, do you remember the spiral in True Detective? Yeah, yeah. Do yeah. you remember at the end when Matthew McConaughey sees the spiral opening up at the ritual site? That's because it's uh, the, where did the family live they live on crowley down down crowley road or whatever that was all intentional whoa yeah. it's mentioned in the script it's crowley road or crowley province or parish or whatever Isaac, you remember that wow yeah, that was, um, yeah and they also called those the tunnels of set um, yes was another there you go. Uh, yeah you know what else this is really like we did an episode called cuckapalooza right and it was just about how all these all these offspring, offspring of these famous people, they didn't look like their dad, and they were most likely not the children of the, the, the male celebrity, whether it was a politician, a royal family member, or a celebrity. And it is my belief, and this goes back to why, I, I, I know it's going to sound crazy, probably not in this show and people listening, but you know, Kamala Harris I call her the DNC town bike because everybody's rode her. And I just think that that is, I, I, and it sounds like crude, but it's like, I think that is part of the play is that what you're talking about is these ancient gods are like, you must wipe swap. Right. And like, that's kind of what they do. And if somebody gets pregnant, they have the kid and it's like, hope it's yours. Hope it's yours. And then you see like how uh, Chelsea Clinton looks nothing like her dad, but looks more like that Hubber guy or whatever his name is. And you can go through all the royal kids, how they don't look like their dad at all. And it's just like you could over and over and over again, because going back to what you guys are saying, like that is the ritual of these dark arts people. It's like, everyone's got to swap. Yeah. And it goes into sex magic stuff. Also, uh, I could argue that they, uh, they talk about there's so like in, in the ritual magic aspect, they believe that, and, and I don't disagree with some of their ideas. They agree. They believe that there's like energy out there that could be manipulated and used. And they're trying to channel and direct that energy to 
their will and what they think should happen or whatever. And through sex, that enormous amount of energy is released at the time of orgasm. Uh, and there's lots of weird connections to that. Uh, you know, they do call you guys, it like, Do you guys think when Diamond Dallas Page sued Jay-Z, was that done as kind of a smokescreen to cover up what that symbol was? You remember? Because he's like, hey, well, man, you sued me. Man, I've been doing this symbol forever. You stole my symbol. And they're like, oh, you got me. I stole it. Here's some money. And then it's like that becomes the narrative. I think Jay-Z even tried to trademark that symbol like just a few years ago. Well, the Golden the whole... Dawn could all sue them because they were done like 100 years ago. That's silly. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, it's almost, and it was such a big story. And I feel like it was either done for PR for Donald, Diamond Dallas or it was done to um, smokescreen. So everyone's like, can you believe it? Oh, my God. He stole it from the pro wrestler. Um, but I want to get into Christina Aguilera because she's like kind of the forgotten one like she was so big and she's kind of like faded away but then she pops up here and there yeah and so, out of all the disney kids like justin timberlake seems to be the most normal of them and maybe oh, the who's the heartthrob from the north notebook which i've been on the record that he's not that what ryan gosling he's not that attractive and i don't know no. why you girls keep telling oh, yourself man. that you're like he is so hot he is the most average looking he looks like he's like shift manager at a jamba juice there is there's no yeah. there's nothing hard i mean like dude every guy here is like if they saw brad pitt yeah. brad pitt they're like okay i get it okay yeah. Yeah, go have a good time ride the rides i get it i i who can stop you but ryan gosling i'm like dude that guy's a seven at the eight at the most and you guys get told that but those two seem to be the two Disney kids that seem to have the most stable of their lives, let's say. Yeah. But, you know, Brittany, we've done stuff on Brittany before, but Christina Aguilera went on some weird runs too, where like she was really sloppy, out of control. We know that probably has to do with the stuff that they do to Disney kids. We've talked about that before. But uh, you wanted to talk about this video. Yes. So, uh, Christina Aguilera in 2018 released Liberation, uh, her, her Liberation album. Um, probably, I think the best song from that album is this one called Fall in Line featuring Demi Lovato. And if you look at the music video, the symbolism is ridiculous. There's two little girls playing in a field. One's blonde, one's brunette, and they're just like sweet, enjoying their lives. And then two men, all dressed in black, head to toe, they look like Antifa, you know, right now. Knee pads, helmet, everything, guns, big ARs on them. Um, bring them down. And now Christina, she's in front of a, you know, like a big white screen. The guys are handing her a microphone. She's kind of like in black, you know, kind of leather, pleather looking outfit. Uh, the, these cameras are all on her. There's no one behind the cameras. And then there's this back area where, you know, they're observing her. They pans to a sign that says cells are under constant surveillance. Um, you know, and then there's these files almost look like case files. And, um, I mean, if you look through and then, you know, Christina, she's singing, she's inside a cage. There's another sign that says like, you know, inmates can't talk to each other. They're looking over, you know, they're studying her. They're looking at charts and such. Um, and then Demi Lovato comes in. Oops, I don't want to play it. Demi Lovato has some weird stuff. She went through like kind of a real weird period where she might have OD'd 
you know, I don't like talking about people, but she might have OD'd. She was doing a lot of drugs. Someone said she was OD'ing on meth, which is a, a weird thing. I don't know how you do that, but they were doing it. And then, and I don't know, was she a Disney kid too? Yeah, I was just going to say Demi Lovato was a Disney kid. Unbelievable. So these lyrics are out of control. Listen, little girls, listen closely because no one told me, but you deserve to know that in the world you're not beholden. Like, you know, regular song symbolism, you don't owe anybody. But then, um, and then these couple lines are yikes. All the youth in the world will not save you from growing older. And all the truth in a girl is too precious to be stolen from her. So it's like all the youth in the world will not save you from growing older. I wonder if that's an adrenochrome nod. Um, it's the way it is. I, you know, it's like this kind of angry retribution type type song. Like we're coming back. Like ask yourself why it matters, who it flatters. You're more than flesh and bone. Um, you know, you, you know your own way home. Um, you know, speaking my mind. This is this is like it's female empowerment. But when you pair that with this music video, it's like they're they're literally breaking free. And then at, you know, it's it's and the the video ends with Christina. She she like tackles one of the guys all in black. She gets the keys. She releases herself. She then goes on to release Demi Lovato. She takes this huge chain off her neck. And then they look up and they see a portal and then they pop out literally from being underground. And the two girls Man. pop up being underground and then they're in the exact same spot where the two little girls were at the very beginning of the music video. And then they're, they're back where they were, like out enjoying nature. That sort of innocence is back. Um, and and then you look at the comments. Go to YouTube and look up "Fall in Line," which, by the way, everybody is looking up right now. It's like this video is is very hot right now. And the what comments. That? Why 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 is it resurfacing now? Two years later. That's what's interesting. Everybody's like, they were robbed. She should have won the Grammy that that year. It's because you know it exposes the music industry, mm. um, and yeah. then you look at the live performance of this song, and it's very, very different. It's just like Men in Black, but with choreography. It's it's like you know maybe they can't duplicate all that symbolism on a live stage. You know you're not going to put a tunnel in, but um, the, uh, the, so I cover so I cover all the anytime there's like a music award show, like I always get into that stuff and. They and when when I uh, that Christina Aguilera video that popped up in 2018, I think it premiered at the 2018 Billboard Music Awards, and I made note of all the symbolism there with the you know they had a lot of black and white which represents your alchemical reconciling of the opposites, and they emphasized the black sun uh, and I and I one of the lyrics they and this is what I wrote down in my notes from it so I could be wrong <laughs> I didn't double check this. But they said you do you do not owe them your body and your soul, which ties into what Chrissy's saying about the music industry there. Uh, but now that black sun is what I found curious, and and to be fair, this symbol also symbolizes fascism. But that's only because the Nazis used it, and the Nazis they you know they were the the masters of occult symbolism, and they you thought the black sun was this mystic energy source and. That's what the castle of Evelsberg was all about, where they were going to have all these ritualistic, uh, you know, Teutonic night rituals in the basement and wacky stuff. But the 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 black sun represents in alchemy the first stage, and that's what this is all about. 
That's what all, all things in this world are about these alchemical processes of dissolving and coagulating, you know, breaking down and rebuilding into the new image, right? Um, and the, the black sun represents the first stage, which is the blackening or the negredo, which you could point to a million examples. Uh, typically, it's represented by birds, the whole wow. chemical process. You got, uh, you know, black is the first stage, which is the crow. And then it goes white, yellow, red, red being the final stage as the phoenix. Uh, but this black sun. It's also Chrissy's first kid, right? Zing. Me. <laughs> Just kidding. The, the black sun, S-U-N, represents the dissolution of the body, right? And this is about destroying the material uh, realm and dissolving of the material. And this, this arguably could tie into, you could get off on a tangent of like death cult ideas of destroying things and rebuilding them and mk ultra right that's kind of what they do in mk ultra right break you down and then build you back up dissociative identity you know yeah all these weird things sort of tie into this idea and what i found curious is that uh christina aguilera i mean of course she was in a commercial for target like she's been selling albums for 20 years right uh but in that target commercial you can see that you know the target symbol is the red circle with the that's, that's a symbol of the solar phallic uh, is what that is. And it's an ancient symbol, but there's a black version of that in Christina Aguilera's music or uh, commercial for target, which I found very curious. Also in the, in the target commercial, their normal logo is the uh, white symbol against red, right? Or uh, red against white. But in this commercial it's black. That's right. And, and it shows like the planet Mars or something. And there's like, spaceships crashing and i don't know you know isaac i wonder if you have any explanation for this so there's a verse which which christina and demi sing together it's just the way it is and maybe it's never going to change uh i got a mind to show my strength and i got a right to speak my mind and i'm gonna pay for this they're gonna burn me at the stake but i got fire in my veins i wasn't made to fall in line so it's like it it, is it just them saying well we're gonna pay for this because we're exposing yeah yeah and it could be that it could be tied into some kind of you know maybe it's just a female empowerment thing which is kind of what my first take on it was is that this is a a a rise up against the patriarchy stuff and you know this is 2018 and this was uh you know trump was in office not too long and you know there was there was this whole sort of undercurrent of of feminism and and but it's blowing up on on uh youtube yeah i went right now like five minutes ago save the children fuck the media underrated movie peaks the gate i mean i wonder if this is a nod to like religion yeah show some skin make him want you because god forbid you know your own way home yeah maybe they're, they're just talking about the music industry and you know yeah. sexual uh things going on there yeah i don't know that's curious that it's resurfacing now because i kind of thought the same i thought why are we talking about a video two years from two years ago i didn't know it was like coming back in the uh trending section there that's kind of weird yeah, everyone's saying, look at these, these comments I love because it's like, it makes me happy that people are waking up. After watching Out of Shadows, this song has taken on a whole new meaning. Like, that's amazing that that's just, you know. Was it in the Out of, Out of Shadows documentary? I, I, I watched that, but I don't remember seeing it. Well, no, it wasn't in it. What they're saying is like, after knowing what Out of Shadows has, you know, pushed to the forefront and shown you know pull the curtain back on 
Uh, now they look at this through a different lens and it has a different meaning to them. Well, it's got everybody looking at stuff through different lenses. All those moms with the kid toys, all of a sudden I'm watching the mom uh, in the conspiracy theories. They're like, look at this toy. They drop it in the water and there's like little tattoos and it gives, it's all weird like that. Oh troll. my God, the Bratz doll that you put in water and suddenly she has lingerie. She goes from just like a, you know, naked regular baby doll you put her in water and she's wearing crisscrossy black lingerie. They call it her spy costume. And then her nipples appear out of nowhere. They're like pronounced and out there. And then around her is this like black lingerie. It's fucking I, I just think they don't, they didn't think anybody was going to find this stuff. I just, I just think that like the WikiLeaks dump changed the game. It's like uh, people on my show have talked before. The internet has allowed us to get the, knowledge of the elites and this has been pushed to the forefront everybody can talk about oh this is just a smoke screen epstein just a smoke screen for other stuff well if the other stuff is uh crazier epstein's then yeah but you know i i, I just think this is like they got to be freaking out i mean tom hanks has to turn off the comments on his uh on his uh, instagram because he's getting pounded right now pounded and you know when you know, Chrissy went after uh, Tegan. I found that hilarious because she was just doing the same thing to that food company, to uh, everybody else. Just making, not that Chrissy yeah. was doing this, but, you know, like what she was complaining everyone was doing with her, which was making broad statements about uh, little clues. She did the exact same thing to those people. And I just think it's just like it's all coming out the light and it's catching up with people. And, you know, we're talking about moms are talking about this, the comment section. Like, the silent majority is real, dude. It is real. And, I, you know, I have my theories on religion. Uh, I think these people, like, we see this in Hollywood where people are put in a position, pushed to the front. They got all these dark secrets, and then they, like, kneecap them to make a, a scene. I think that's what they've done with all these, you know, these televangelists, these preachers, these priests. They, they know they're fucked up. They put them in positions, and when they need a scandal to divert people from seeing what's going on, they demonize these guys, and they demonize religion. So people are like, stupid Bible, and stupid this, and stupid that. It's all done on purpose. So that people don't start Okay, go on. Sorry about that. I noticed something about the Christina Aguilera video, the motif of escaping some kind of oppression. Um, you can see that in other girls' videos, Katy Perry's Wide Awake, for one, where she's going through the, the labyrinth of her mind. And then when she gets out and it's all beautiful, um, there's little kittens with spinning eyes. So it's kind of like you can break free a little bit, but you're never going to see the whole picture of what's happened to you. Also, Britney Spears' video, I Want to Go, is like that. Isaac, I'm sure you can think of more where they're they're empowered in some way, but at the end, they're still a slave to their bad romance. Lady, yeah. Lady Gaga. Oh, Lady Gaga is just, she's Woo. not even hiding it. She's yeah, she's in this white, basically a cloning facility. And she's like dancing with the clones. And then there's like men around her that look like they're like going to purchase, you know. They got her in the bathtub too in that video, if I recall. Which is, you know, symbolic of the passage of the goddess. It's a, also a cleansing, a Wiccan cleansing ritual, and it's about purifying the soul. And uh, I think some of the uh, maybe Jewish mysticism stuff. But um, 
you know, that passage of the goddess thing is a weirdo topic too, you know, well, you got That's how Whitney Houston died. Yeah, and then her daughter Bobby Christina the same way. Uh Bobby Brown, I just posted an image on my Instagram, Bobby Brown, the last frame of every little step, the video. There's a picture of Bobby in the tub with a woman. It's not Whitney Houston, but you know, he's in the bathtub staring at this girl and he almost has like this nefarious look. And which I found really weird because in the video is not one bathtub or one theme. It's just them dancing around on a white stage. And then how weird is it that, you know, Winnie Houston would die in the bathtub, which by the way, you know, the night prior at that same hotel, Bobby Christina almost drowned in the bathtub. Then the next night her mom drowns in the bathtub. Then, you know, two years later after her mom dies, even though her, all of her friends said she would, she was deathly afraid of bathtubs. She would never go in a bathtub because a, she almost died in one and B her mom did. And, she dies in the bathtub. It's like, what the hell's going on here, man? And, uh, you know, if you look into the occult symbolism, it, it, it's uh, this passage of the goddess ritual stuff. And look, I don't know if Whitney Houston and Bobby Christina were sacrificially uh, murdered in a bathtub. That sounds crazy. But, like, it, it's a weird thing that happens. And if you look at uh, Kanye West, he had that mental breakdown after the St. Pablo rant. He had that St. Pablo concert. And he had this big rant about how, you know, Facebook and Google are controlling you, which he's right. And he did that and had a breakdown and they MK had altered him at the uh, hospital in LA there. But he, um, the, the that weekend prior, his wife, Kim Kardashian was in Paris at this hotel, this hoity toity place that all these celebrities were in and out all week long, all the time. They don't have any cameras that work though. And mm-hmm. robbers broke in, took all of her jewelry and put her in the bathtub and threatened her life. Wow. It's like, what the hell's going on with these bathtubs with these chicks, man? Chicks love bathtubs. I mean, I, dude, that kept Bad Bath and Beyond alive, you know. Yeah, according I do to, like according and to and beyond, huh? Gators, it's crazy stuff. <laughs> and beyond, and indeed. I love bathtubs, too. I stream half of the podcast while I'm in the bathtub because I don't have to get all fixed up. I love, I love doing podcasts from the bathtub. Um, yes. uh, you know, oh, here's like, a weird thing. So check. Go ahead. Go on, sorry. Go on, Jay. Sorry. Go on. I just noticed something weird about uh, Aguilera, which, so she's got this tattoo, which is the Hebrew, it's Kabbalistically, it's 12. <clears throat> now it says, oh, this was supposed to be her husband, but, but what's funny is that the symbol doesn't mean, it, and it doesn't symbolize the initials of her ex-husband, it's the, it's the number 12, and it's, it's, I think it's Kabbalistic. Now, if you look at what 12 is, and some of the Kabbalistic traditions, it represents all the sides, all the, the different angles of the, the lines of the cube, black cube, right? And there it is. That's a good find right there. That's a great find. I mean, like, dude, Lady Gaga, I mean, everything she does is like shady. I mean, the first time I really was like, okay, this, this chick's onto something. She's into something was that Super Bowl halftime show. I mean, that to me, and I'm like, I'm not even super religious. I'm super spiritual, but I'm not religious. When I watched that, I think it was in Dallas Cowboy Stadium, where she was like, one nation under God. And it's like all the stars. And then she jumps off. I mean, it is the straight up story of Lucifer. Or how about her her hanging out with uh, that Maria Abramovich chick? Yes, she's at the spirit cooking. Yeah, there's this thing where she left her in the middle of the forest naked for like a full day and she had to come back. And if not, she's gone. So that's like a sacrifice. If you don't come come back and you're gone, what are they going to say? She OD'd? Yeah. Yeah. If you want to talk about weird Lady Gaga connections, 
you know, she was coming up with a woman named Lena Morgana. A lot of people might know this story, but she came up with a woman named Lena Morgana who looked very similar. But Lena Morgana was the first to have that weird fashion shtick that Lady Gaga has. Well, in 2008, Lena Morgana fell mysteriously from a 10-story building and died. That same year, Lady Gaga changed her performance name to, you know, Lady Gaga. And the term lady is a, a witchcraft thing, by the way. Uh, but anyway, to have the title of lady. So she dies falling from this uh, hotel, right? Then you fast forward and uh, there's, there was all these allegations that like um, Lena Morgana's own mom said Lady Gaga stole her daughter's soul and she wants her soul to be free. Like that's a weird thing to say, right? Yeah. Well, uh, you fast forward and yep there you go and you, they look very similar and there's pictures of both of them in the bathtub i mean you got all this stuff right now uh, here's something else i can add to that there was a mini like kind of scandal right that here this brings it all around was christina aguilera stealing lady gaga's style do you remember there was this weird time it was a very short time where everyone's like oh oh christina aguilera stealing lady gaga's style and to me that is kind of like what they do in pro wrestling. Do you remember where like the, uh -huh. the older, more established wrestler will kind of like sacrifice themselves to establish a brand of a, a, a younger guy, which is classic Andre the Giant, Hulk Hogan, WrestleMania. That was the passing of the torch. And not that Christina Aguilera is gone, but they use Christina Aguilera's brand to kind of catapult Lady Gaga's brand in that, hey, is, is, is Christina Aguilera stealing from this new up-and-comer named Lady Gaga? And everyone's like, who is Lady Gaga? And then they run over, and all of a sudden, Lady Gaga's pulled up to another level. But, yeah, man, it goes right back. Lady Gaga from that, that, that Super Bowl show, which is straight up Lucifer's story. I mean, she falls down. She goes to this, this stage, which has pentagrams all around it. Uh, and the crowd is hit with a really red light, which looks exactly like f fire, flames, lava, which would be what? The hell, right? So we got that. She also has that weird acceptance speech that she did at some video music awards where she has that face that everyone's been talking about right now, which is the blood kind of fa blood yeah, meat yeah, face, yeah. which is – which. Face similar to the Tom Hanks volleyball face, which is similar to the Ellen DeGeneres sweatshirt face, which everyone says goes back to what they do in this frizzle, frazzle drip video uh, and what they do to these children. Wow. Lady yeah. Gaga, when she started, she had two really weird, like, <clears throat> artsy videos short videos the first one she's like combing her hair getting ready to become a pop star she's putting on her pop star persona you know the the bow that's made out of hair remember that blonde bow that look and she's brushing her hair with hello kitty and she's saying weird um dissociative things like pop ate my heart and replaced it with something else mechanics and then she had this other video called prelude pantique i think do you remember that mm -hmm. She's being wheeled through a hospital and she's telling oh, yeah. you that, that she doesn't see the world and what's happening to her the way it's actually happening. She sees it through the eyes of an artistic expression because it's so traumatic. She has to replace elements with glamour because she is being uh, mind controlled in a hospital. You remember that, Isaac? 
Yeah, that was so. Yeah, she and um, and that's that. I believe it was a was a bad romance where she was being wheeled to the hospital. It was also, a prelude video. It's just like a a, a speaking well, her, over the her videos. Oftentimes, parallel real life, like in her paparazzi video, it's about this male model pushing Lady Gaga, her character, off a roof mm. to murder her, which is how um, supposedly. Lena Morgana died because Lena Morgana was dating a male model too when she died. And oh, by the way, Lena Morgana was in a show called Celebrity Ghost Stories two months prior to her death. And she was uh, on this episode with Gina Gershon. And in that episode, Gina Gershon's talking about this haunted hotel that all these mysterious deaths of people falling off the roof. And then on top of all that, then Lady Gaga was in this uh, American Horror Story hotel. She would play the character called the Countess, which was very similar to Lilith. She was the vampire consuming blood, uh, you know, which ties you in all this wacky frazzle drip. Let's put a baby face on my face and <laughs> soak in the adrenochrome talk. Well, let's not forget she's BFF with Marina Abramovich. She yeah. went to wherever Marina lives to study with her and Marina put her through rituals and yep. she said she was just tutoring her but she was actually you know yeah, she, was she was teaching her like higher level witchcraft she's yeah. like the witch to the stars yeah what's supposed to be she was there for addiction that's what they say that she and, was there for addiction and what she about her glitches out too she glitches out right and i don't know if these glitches are real or they're just doing it because they know everybody well chrissy mayor just quit the show we broke her guys we broke her she has been uh, broken. MK she's Ultra in victim. the initiation which that sound bite will haunt me for the rest of my life. Um, so basically, uh, what was I just talking about? I look, oh, you know I wanted weird? to. She, uh, Chrissy had the uh, Deep State Lawn Mowing Company right outside of her house right before she disappeared off. She might the be dead, guys. So uh, we're going to, this will be a tribute show to Chrissy Mayer and her <laughs> hard work in uh, exposing. Oh, we're back. Oh, is it her or is this a clone? Blink oh if you're God. a clone. Blink if you're a clone. There we go. Where's the, oh, where's the Golden Grams? I don't glitching. buy this. Um, so we all, oh, there we oh, you had, okay. to get, you had to get snacks. Lady needs snacks. A lady needs snacks. Um, so you see her, Wendy Williams, they glitch out. You remember this weird, like Lady Gaga walking oh, weird, like part of me thinks that's just putting on a show. So everybody talks about it. Yeah, uh, they're, dehydrated. they're dehydrated. They're dehydrated. Yeah, I'm dehydrated. How much dehydration going on in Hollywood? Uh, yeah, you exhausted. know, adrenochrome's got electrolytes. It's got electrolytes in it. You know, that's what we need, electrolytes. Um, do we talk do, about Mariah Carey? Yeah, real quick. I just want, before we go, get off the, the okay. same stuff, I wanted to get into, um, do you guys remember Katy Perry when she was, she did an episode on Saturday Night Live that was so creepy. It was her and The Rock. And it was really super creepy because one of the scenes that they did on Saturday Night Live was uh, straight up mon uh, 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 a salute to spirit cooking. Yes, I remember this. Yes. And if you remember, Jay, later on in the episode, The Rock does an episode where they were like all the, all the evil geniuses. Yes, of the doesn't world he mention the Illuminati in that skit? And he was, they were basically going, who came up with the most evil thing? One person's like, I have a ray that will freeze any building solid. And he's, and the rock's like, I have a robot that will molest children 10 times faster than anyone else can molest. Everyone's like, dude, that's really creepy. But, and it was a funny sketch, but you're like that. And the spirit cooking is like a really weird show to, that was all in one episode. 
Tom Hanks has a weird Saturday Night Live character that comes on Halloween called Mr. Some, Mr. Pumpkin. Mr. Pumpkin? Yeah. And people report that those are some of the creepiest, not funny Saturday Night Lives they've ever seen. I mean, something's up with Tom Hanks. But let's get in this Mariah Carey video. Well, Mar- Mariah Carey story. Oh, uh, can I make one last point? Oh, yeah. One last point about uh, Aguilera. So you she, make lots of points, Jay. I just said, so there's a really good book, which Jamie recommended to me. I was skeptical when Jamie told me to read it, but because a lot of times when you read the firsthand account type books of, oh, I was in this cult and this happened, you can never prove what they're saying. It's just kind of like, well, maybe that happened. Maybe I don't know. But uh, she got me to read Kurth Barker's book, Cannibalism, Blood Drinking, and High Adept Satanism. Oh, and he wrote this in 2014 or 15. Your guys' coffee table books are weird as shit, bro. <laughs> Dude, I'm serious. This book blew my mind because everything he's, he says in 2014, what, would, what the elite, what the satanic elite would do in the next five to ten years, and everything he predicted has happened. Like, he predicted the Caitlyn Jenner stuff. He predicted... Uh, all of the uh, spirit cooking stuff. He said that when you see the the uh, the big cakes of the human bodies, which uh, if you remember, Gaga was eating one of those cakes with Marina Abramovich. He says that's just a mock replacement for the real cannibalism that goes on at the after parties, like you know the R. Kelly after parties type song. Um, so literally everything that we're seeing, at, like in the last five to ten years, I have to give credit. This book, this book called it all. I got two questions, Jay. One, well, what, first one's a comment. The you talk about the cakes. I think there was a Katy Perry Migos video. Where there is one. Same thing, right? Yeah. Okay. Then, then second, do you have a do you have a show bon on that book? Oh, yeah. Bon Appetit. Bon Appetit. I did a yeah. video on, on that video. Yeah. Video? Okay, I want to check it out because I haven't read that book. Yeah, we, we, Jamie and I did a chat on Kurth Barker's book. It's really good. That's crazy, dude. It's so and by the way, he talks about the blood drinking, the adrenochrome, and all that in there years ago. Um, yeah, I'm telling you guys. your children I, genderless. Yeah, he, he said that them. the next phase, they would bring in all of that to, to train people for transhumanism. He says it's all just for transhumanism. Yeah, I, and I think, like, this – two years ago one year ago i would think this is a bizarro wacky theory that didn't even need entertain but i think it seems that they there's this desire to push this transhuman movement to devalue the human body so that we can be led into this idea that we need to sacrifice kids babies humans adults everyone to alien gods and put our blood back out to the cosmos we have to go back to the stars where we came from because you know panspermia and alien modification of our dna like those are the gods that created us and they to appease them we need to give them sacrifice which is what we did for hundreds and hundreds of years they're going to try to reinstill this alien religion i i think it's coming man and, and that's what and I, that only that idea only fell out after me you know writing 200 pages of this alien book that like i thought it all tied together in my head i was like is that what this adrenochrome is about is like there's this quality of the blood, which, and, and the tell was, uh, if you read Peter Levenda and Tom DeLonge's book, Secret, uh, what's it called? Secret Machines Gods. It's the first book. They have a whole section on, I mean, they're talking about UAPs and aliens and ancient alien theory. Then they throw in this whole section on blood sacrifices and about how the, bod, the, the these ancient cultures had this belief in the istil, this this uh, power and this energy in the blood and how it needs to go back to the stars. What does it say, Jay? 
Sorry, it's a whole chapter. It says how the elite use surgical mutilation on their own subordinates as a method of behavior control. And he's arguing that in that chapter, he says, you're going to see a lot of self-mutilation, bodily modification in the next five to 10 years, because what it does is you traumatize yourself uh, when you do this kind of stuff. So that that, it, and that's kind of what like, uh, you know, Katy Perry shaving her head and, and Britney Spears shaving her head. Like that's an initiation thing. Mate, uh, Neo from the well, Matrix, he but, shaves his head. But also the marking, I'm not making a big deal about tattoos, but he's saying that like when you mark yourself with like, remember when Stormy had the the mark of like Nexium cult, remember all that? And then the Nexium cult was branding people. And he's basically saying that that's a, the Crowleyan idea that they brand the women and they brand the, the, like cattle, you just get branded. So you're owned. Yeah. And maybe yeah. that's why, you know, I, I, growing up in my, the church that I went to growing up, there was very anti, and you couldn't tattoo. Like it was so again, and I'm sure that was, a Christian belief for many hundreds of years. Jews sure. as well. Jews as well. Yeah. And, and maybe that's where this idea comes from. And uh, a lot of these sort of biblical ideas that I used to scoff at, think like, well, that's stupid and that's silly. Yeah. Like maybe it was like, it's almost like the book of revelation thing is like playing out. And like, like Jay was talking about, there's this, there's this ritualistic element that they're purposefully stoking to bring about the end times. And you would say, well, why would they want to bring the antichrist? And it's like, well, you got to understand the occult doctrine. Like, they don't think the Lucifer is a bad guy. They yeah. think God's the bad guy. He's just so, like, misunderstood. It, it you, yeah, it just ties you into uh, this this spiritual component that I initially, when I first started going down this truther path, I wanted to distill this spiritual element from it because every conspiracy video I watched, they would always start into this Bible-thumping Christian stuff. And I was like, oh, can you not? I just want to hear about the reptilian alien people, you know? <laughs> And uh, that and it, there it, it is reality every time. There's Kubrick himself doing it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know my publisher stuck this on the front of the book. And like six months later, I'm like, by the way, who is that on the cover? <laughs> He's like, it's Kubrick. I was like, I didn't no even kidding. know who's on the cover. Of my book. <laughs> I didn't know that was Kubrick either. That's good yeah, to know. Crazy. He's doing the, the pyramid thing. Yeah, that's yeah, funny. I totally agree with that, dude. I totally agree. That again goes back to what we were talking, what I was talking about, about how. They purposely demonized religion, religious figures. They put they put corrupt, blackmailed figures. Damn, look at that. Oh, by the way. I, I didn't was- even realize he put Tom Hanks on there until, like, recently. Who look is at- your fucking manager, publisher, guy, book guy? Chris at Trine Day. He does. Remember the Bilderberg, Daniel Esselin, Bilderberg? That's their, their most uh, popular book. But they also did the Peter Lavenda books that, that Isaac's talking about. Yeah, Peter Lavenda. I mean, that Peter Lavenda is such a great resource. That guy, that guy. If I could talk to one human being on this planet who knows the whole deal, it's that man. He knows it all. He's got the keys of the kingdom. He for sure wrote this Tom this Tom DeLong book. I mean, when you read Peter Lavenda's books and you read Tom, the Tom DeLong slash Peter Lavenda, you're like, oh. This is Peter Levin's all Hey, dude, I, I ain't get against that. Hey, dude. I tried dude, to get if him you want somebody show, to but... do a book with, hit me up, dog. Oh, <laughs> by the way, check out Vivian. Uh, I'm I'm friends with her now. We were chatting. I tried to get her to do my podcast, but check out Vivian Kubrick's Twitter. Stanley Kubrick's daughter. She's all into Q. She's all into, you know. Really? Talking about keep the president safe. Yes. She drained the swamp. She's very... Wow. all up into it like I, I was like please do my podcast but she's not but like we're i guess buds i don't know it's it's interesting to see to, to so watch the, you want to talk about mariah carey because i mean here we are again another chick just another person in this pop culture it's got some dark art stuff i mean it's just crazy yeah. 
And also, I don't know if we've talked about it before, but like Justin Bieber's yummy video is tons of symbolism. It's like young kids and a lot of old men eating together at this like, you know, big fancy dining room. There's an orchestra just with kids, you know, and, and Bieber's whole promotion for the yummy album. He, he straight up posted uh, pictures of babies to his Instagram. And there's, you know, they talk about this on Reddit. Um, it's, you know, he, like in the weeks leading up to it or during the, the promo, he would just post a picture of a baby on his Instagram and write yummy. Um, so that was going on. Like that yeah. seems pretty blatant. Heidi Klum have a children's clothing line called Scrumptious. Truly yeah. scrumptious. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and then um, what's her face? Uh, what's her face? Celine Dion's like putting like death metal on baby's clothing and, mm-hmm. And genderless and she looks like she needs a she looks like she'll sell her ass for some adrenochrome right now like yo you got any of that great adrenochrome yeah right. and then okay so the story of mariah carey and her sister were it's very interesting to me so even though this article is like a few years old it's life and style uh, mariah carey's sister looks and sings like the pop star so how did she become a prostitute and it talks about how um you know she's you know her sister allison she's 55 now she's probably now that was a few years ago so 59 now um how she struggled with prostitution she has four kids um you know i guess mariah tried to send her to you know uh, therapy or rehab a few times but like won't let her forget how much money she spent on her but what happened is like so they grew up together on long island parents separated in 1973 allison was 11 mariah was three allison went to go live with their father mariah lived with her mother um you know allison said that she and her sister were raised very differently this is in a 1995 tv interview and it made her jealous and we've also heard about i had john paul rice on which sam uh introduced me to i had him on one of my recent podcasts and he would talk about uh you know these parents these sick parents who were abused themselves would have kids and raise one to be a good kid and they'd have other kids literally in a fucking cage as kind of an example to both of them this is what happens when you're good when you're bad and then it's just like the cycle of abuse kind of repeats itself so that's what that's what uh, i thought of when i'm reading this mariah carey allison carey thing my parents made me say i am an interracial child which is going to alienate you right there allison who has a black father and a white mother said in an interview uh, and then her mother said, nothing like that will happen with Mariah. I won't let that happen. So they moved and Mariah became Italian and Irish. Um, Allison became pregnant at 15, dropped out of high school, couldn't get a job. And then she was 28. She was HIV positive. I mean, she's, and then there's also like a link to Allison singing. And it's like, it was from, you know, a few years back and she's really not bad, which makes you think like, wow, how did these sort of, sisters become so separated and have such different lives um you know mariah's kind of always preaching like well i grew up around drugs so i know better i'll never be into that you know just kind of seems like she's pretty detached from it um and then allison's i mean mariah's brother doesn't think you know mariah carey is doing enough you know, yes, I paid for rehab, I tried, blah, blah, blah. And then, and then Allison talks about how she 
uh, is going to write a book about this. And even, even the brother agrees too, that Mariah Carey has called her evil for not doing enough to help her sister. Your sister is dying and struggling. Where are you? You think you're fabulous, but you're a witch. She is evil. That's what he told Inside Edition. She only cares about herself. Um, you know, she's, re you know, Allison's reached out for help multiple times. Um, but it is really interesting that she's going to, she's writing a book basically about how she grew up and how there was abuse and, and also that I think, um, she's suing her mom for taking them to like satanic rituals at a young age. That's, that's what like was the big thing that made me go, holy shit. You know, she said there was shocking stuff happening to her as a young girl. Uh, the real reason she left home at such a young age. Uh, I'm not the only one who's gone, who's gone through these horrific, unbelievable, unbelievably frightening things. Um, so she's hinting at like a lot of abuse and sort of it's like unbelievable ritualistic too. stuff. Well, and her brother and, and people point out, they're like, well, you know, she's a, a, a prostitute with AIDS and she's got head injuries. So like, we don't really buy into it, but her brother supported the same thing. Her brother was like, yeah, like we did occult things. And, he said that there was an interview and I haven't found it yet. I, I, I tried and I gave up. I, see if someone else can help me with this. But he said that there's an interview Mariah did early in her career where she said that her mom was doing all kinds of weird occult stuff and how it embarrassed her. Wow. So, I mean, that's her brother and he's not, he doesn't have all these, you know, the head injury and all these claims that they're trying to make Alice, uh, Allison look bad. Yeah. He said he had to go into hiding because of what he said. Wow. Yeah. yeah i mean let's not forget about uh what was said about beyonce that she's being sued by her assistant for like animal sacrifices black magic saint worshiping what yeah i i in fact i talked to someone uh and this person is very knowledgeable on the occult and witchcraft and stuff and they confirmed to me through some similar contacts that they had that this and this is after i did this whole show on black is king talking about all this occult symbolism and they've got the fallen angel symbolism and the ufo alien stuff and the star child and all this crazy stuff and this person confirmed to me like yeah i talked to people in the know on this kind of thing and they confirmed that there's really dark energy they won't even watch this movie that's how dark the energy is and that that's not and that was that was a conversation i had with someone who wasn't really like super into illuminate confirmed talk and all this weirdo stuff they're just like they practice some of these occult things you know and um that's what they told me and i'm like shit man you you don't gotta you know beg me to believe in that idea wow yeah, yeah, yeah this book she's working on okay allison says now that she's drug free working on a book about her childhood that's about racism and the occult it will be shocking to people there were a really lot of bad things happening. Being drug free makes things easier to remember, to know that it's not something I'm making up or dreaming about. This is real stuff. And she keeps saying, I'm sure this article only allowed her to say, you know, shocking. It's shocking. Well, stuff. you know, I've always learned like if you're going to like out some stuff, maybe it's not good to tell everybody you're about to do it. Well, right. It, and, and not put it on Life and Style magazine. Hey, guys, I'm going to let everybody know about the goat humping that went on by uh, our family in the 80s. Maybe it's, it's good not to tell everybody about yeah. that because those are the people who tend to like, oh, man, they died in a hotel room. Uh, they just couldn't take, you know, like that just seems to be the game plan. Yeah. Well, what's funny is, oh, sorry, Jamie, go ahead. I was just going to say Mariah Carey's another one of these um, 
ones that have, have this fake emancipation because when she got divorced from Tommy Matola, she came out as Mimi, right? Another alter ego. Oh, snaps. Um, in the emancipation of beaming. So now she can be herself and super uber sexual, not just like she was before, but like all out, like Christina Aguilera did with her album um, Dirty or something, where she was wearing yeah. and the boxing ring. That was her coming out. Um, <clears throat> Miley did the whole dark oh, yeah. angel motif when she was trying to transition from little girl to adult. So to in this world, being adult is just like overtly grunge and sexual and gross. Yeah. Yeah. And Tommy, I briefly worked for Tommy Matola. I was a second assistant for like, uh, I don't know, maybe six months or something. And I found his marriage license, marriage paper with, you know, it was just like, oh, file it away. Uh, I had to file away, you know, the Mariah Carey marriage license meanwhile i'm putting together a bugaboo stroller for his brand new wife talia mexican pop star so he did basically the same thing over over again married mariah carey for five years became obsessed his with wife her. is going to be in a stroller no <laughs> probably probably on, the next man. one that was too easy he, that was too easy he saw mariah carey became obsessed this is the best voice i've ever heard she's going to be bigger than michael jackson like fell in love and then you have mariah coming out and saying very recently wow my relationship with tommy Tola, matola was so, he was so controlling he wouldn't let me go anywhere do anything he was so jealous uh, and then when they you know broke up and she, she met him at 18 married him at 23 he was like almost 20 years older and then they marry for five years you know he kind of makes her a star they break up two years later he marries Talia Mexican pop star looks very similar to Mariah and it's kind of like the cycle repeats Me he has a bunch of kids with we a bunch go of back people. like babies well, uh, Michael, Michael Jackson said Tommy Mottola was the devil um and and what's curious about the Allison Carrie story if you look at she says it happened at like you know 3 a.m there was guys in hoods and cloaks and all this stuff you would picture from eyes wide shut and what's what's curious is if you, you look behind me on my very crappy studio wall i've got a com, uh, issue of complex magazine and on the cover is mariah carey and the photo shoot is all of that stuff and i was in that magazine with prodigy from mob deep weird flex i know but i'm gonna do it because uh that was a big honor <laughs> Uh, flex we, dude flex because the whole hey, I that, flex too. <laughs> the, the whole issue was about the illuminati and hip-hop so that's why the interview mean prodigy and how funny is it that mariah carey's on the cover and in the pictorial photo spread of just a bunch of weird pictures of her surrounded by this scene set up by that her sister claims that they were you know subjected to it's how about the fact oh, it's gone it's sorry everywhere in hip-hop Little Wayne, you seen any of the Little Wayne music, especially when, when he went into the rock, the rock scene, and then before he started ODing, Birdman. It's a lot. It's not just in pop. It's literally in the hip hop industry. It's all, that all the time. It's just diamonds on diamonds on diamonds, and then it's just everywhere. If you look into it, L- Little Wayne's super into it, and then oh, for all this, there's nothing but symbolism. Jamie, yeah. do you want to say something? Yeah, the article he's talking about is called Eyes Wide Open instead of eyes wide shut and she's got that photo shoot with all the masked men and then i was going to say mariah carey and jay-z go way back yeah. mm. so he's definitely really? yeah 
he discovered discovered like Rihanna. Um, he's discovered a few people. A, well, who was Aaliyah? Was that Aaliyah that died? They thought that was his blood sacrifice to make the jump to the next level. Yeah, because she was dating uh, Dame Dash at the time, I believe, when when she died. And uh, I mean, guys, how many of these pop star ladies uh, start dating men, uh, in particular black men, and these guys just never come out the same? They're all just kind of cuckoo crazy. Mariah Carey, the Kardashians, they date these guys, and these guys just crash and burn because it's like they steal their souls, man. Like Nick Cannon is walking around with a genie hat on all the time, talking about melanoma or whatever he's talking about with Professor Griff, and I'm just like, he's just never been the same. When, <clears throat> when Mariah Carey had twins with him. When Kanye West had his breakdown nick cannon tweeted out that mk ultra is real oh yeah remember yeah. when kanye west had his breakdown he went to the facility same facility as britney and amanda Bynes when they had their oh episode. that's interesting kanye west was there. nick cannon tweets out mk ultra is real and he was married to mariah for like eight years or something kanye yeah, west kanye west mom kanye west sacrificed his mom his mom went through a surgery, which was something basic, like a procedure for like, a, I think it was like a tummy tuck or something that wasn't that crazy. And she died during that. That's why he went crazy after that. If you notice, after, after that, he wasn't the same person. And I think it was like, he fucking regrets it. And he thinks, he always says he's the one that killed his mom. Like the money, if he never had the money, he would have never paid for that surgery. That's yeah, like, he said that, that uh, he said that the night the night he went through that humiliation ritual with Taylor Swift, where he hopped on stage that night, they there was reports that in the restaurant he was at that night, he was saying, my mother died for this shit. Mm -hmm. And he was like really upset about it, you know? And Whoa. Really weird. And they try to get off the, uh, they try to get off the reservation and that's when they usually get off. Cause they don't, the, the system doesn't like to make you. And then you go off and you take all that power and fame and they can't control you anymore. You've seen that with like, you know, it's like they say like Louis CK, um, Prince, uh, Michael Jackson, Chris Brown. Uh, these are people who did, were like big uh, industry uh, celebrities. And then they tried to start producing their own stuff. And they don't like that, dude. They don't like that at all. They don't like when you take their, their, uh, their, their escalator up to fame and then try to get off. Genius. Well, guys, oh, sorry, Jay, go on. Well, I got, I got, are, are y'all coming to the end here? Uh, I got twins going crazy, but we can keep going. Okay. So I, I was just going to point out that um, a couple things that I noticed recently. Um, I'm, I'm late to the game on this book. Everybody in the conspiracy world already knew about it, but for whatever reason, I, I never got to it. But I finally got to Kathy O'Brien's uh, transformation where she goes into, like Kurt Barker, a lot of stories. And she mentioned in the beginning, in the, in the 1970s, the CIA was, uh, uh, doing occult research and basically embraced you can find this at the new republic like the cia was full-on into not just studying like sri remote viewing but she she uh, if you read it it goes into like they were into cannibalism blood drinking and all that they were openly studying and then separately i noticed that uh, if you look at the j-lo like if you if you remember a couple years ago, it came out that she yeah. was into voodoo yeah. stuff. Dude, now go watch The Cell. If you go watch The Cell, that movie, 
you'll notice that that whole movie is about alternate personas, alternate realities. And the, the dude that is the killer in the movie explicitly mentions that he's part of like sex magic, sex ritual, ritual stuff. If you go back and watch it. Just a couple points I was going to throw in. Damn. Um, yeah, we could. I just wanted to say um, a couple more things about Mariah Carey. I wrote in my book, um, top 10 clues or signs of monarch programming. And number one, obviously, is Monarch Butterflies. And she has that album, Butterfly. She has yeah. butterfly wallpaper. She has a diamond ring that's a butterfly. She's all about butterflies. Who's Mariah Carey? Yeah. yeah she's, okay. Yeah. Yep. On the cover of her album, Butterfly, she's posing with a monarch butterfly, right? And then you can listen to the lyrics of the songs and extrapolate what you want from that. Number two was alternate personalities. Now, I didn't know this until I was researching for this show, but she actually has an alter named Bianca that I'd never heard of. When she puts on a black wig, she takes on a British accent and she Madonna. She talks like this person called Bianca. Um, Brittany number four too, was with the weird uh, British accent. Brittany did that, yeah. Cats, so she's obsessed with Hello Kitty. She has a whole Hello Kitty room. She takes Hello Kitty with her wherever she goes. Jesus. Um, well, number 10 was Marilyn Monroe obsession. And she's obsessed with Marilyn Monroe. She owns Marilyn Monroe's old piano, which is her prized possession. She won't let anyone touch it. And she named her daughter Monroe after Marilyn Monroe. Yep. What? Interesting. Wow. And now, you know, Mariah, you know, this is two years ago coming out about that she's bipolar. She was living in denial for years. Apparently diagnosed with the disease in 2001. Right. Her twins are named Mon Monroe and Moroccan. She said, you know, they're never going to see me sitting around crying and being an emotional wreck in front of them. It's not going to happen. So, Whoa. I mean, I feel like crying occasionally is normal, but ugh, yeah, she co-parents the twins with Nick Cannon. She says her relationship with him is very positive. Ugh. He's a, I don't know, man, he, he lost it. And then he got, you know, and if you take a look at this whole thing that went on with Steven Jackson, we have the thuggies assassins and, um, you know, Steven Jackson was starting to ride us up. He, he was a Freemason. His father was a, like a, the highest level of Freemason, uh, left him his Freemason apron. And then he made some comments about Jews and dude, he is God. You don't find Steve, J Steven Jackson anywhere he's not talking about any black lives matter any um any civil rights stuff he just you know there's there's levels to this shit dude and uh you start learning that stuff uh guys i had a great time uh, is there anything we didn't cover that you guys wanted to cover nope okay real I, quick we're gonna go oh go, sorry chrissy Mayer, we'll go yeah on. like when you whenever you post this or uh be, i think it might be helpful to get links to all the books and all the things that we've mentioned so people can go find them well, if you guys want to, uh, you guys, uh, I can put an email. I sent, I think I, th I sent an email with all you guys on it. If you guys can put any book links that you want in the description, we could all put it in because we can all share this. We, whenever we want. I, so when, when we end the show, we'll talk about when we want to put it out. Uh, I thought it was, I love these shows. I would love to do this with you guys on a regular basis. This is the stuff that's, you know, it, even though it does involve child stuff, it, it's just a little break from the Trump and uh, deep state and all that crazy stuff that it just, it's kind of interesting. And I, I, I would, re I, I really enjoy these episodes. So we can go around the horn. Everybody could kind of give their social media or promote whatever they want. XG, you go first. 
Extreme Martial Squad on social media. We got no shows right now. And then I got another podcast called George Press Stories. Whole different vibe. It's a kind of just stories on crazy topics. Uh, Isaac? Yeah, uh, yeah. thanks for having me on. And, and this, when we did the Britney Swapcast with everyone on here, I got so much good feedback. People love this particular set of folks. So yeah, 100%, we should kind of keep doing this. Thank you, Sam, for putting this together. Uh, I want to plug Instagram, at Isaac Weishaub. I got those images from Black as King that people have to see. You absolutely have to see these images from Black as King. W-E-I-S-H-A-U-P-T. So in case you, you guys it. don't use Google. You got it. And then, um, and I've got a bunch, I do Instagram live stuff lately. I've been really into that. Uh, but then uh, patreon.com backslash Illuminati watcher. You can get your name in my really cool alien book that is probably going to get banned. I don't know. I mean, I'm talking about adrenochrome and sacrificing babies to alien gods. So we'll see what comes of it. But yeah, if you go there and sign up, I've got a special offer, limited time only. You can be in the back of the book, immortalized forever in my dumb alien book. Love it. Up. Love it. Love it. I'm illiterate. I'm going to get this book. Hell yeah, dude. Chrissy Meyer. Whoa, whoa, hey, wait a minute, Sam. You're, Sam, you're already in the special. Thanks, buddy. I don't know if you know this. Oh, you're already snap. I'm, I'm still going to give you five bucks a month, brother. Oh, you're That's all right, man. Thank you. Go for it, Chrissy Mayer. Um, yeah, follow me on all things Chrissy Mayer. C-H-R-I-S-S-I-E-M-A-Y-R. Follow the Chrissy Mayer podcast on iTunes, YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud. Recently put out a two and a half episode with your boy, John Paul Rice. And we tackle so many uh, delicious conspiracy theories. Um, so that's like the longest episode I've ever done, but really, really good. People really are liking it. Um, yeah, follow me on like Twitter, Instagram, all the things. I have a Patreon, um, Wet Spot on Compound Media every Monday, 7.30 p.m. EST on compoundmedia.com for more fluffy stuff. Perfect. Jane, Jamie? Yeah, you can go to jaysanalysis.com if you want to get my book or my books or Jamie's books. Uh, she's got another book as well that we just added to the shop. You can go to jaysanalysis.com and get a shop there. And you get signed copies from us, which you don't get from Amazon. So there's an advantage there. And also follow me on YouTube. I'm, I'm right at 60, so now I'm ready to head to 70K. So help me get up there to 100. Appreciate that. And uh, I'm on all the other social medias too. Jamie? Yeah, um, get our books for your coffee table. pull color pictures and uh weird stuff to freak out your friends and start a conversation i love it uh i'm sam triple all my social media is well actually it's not true they they took sam triple away from me and didn't even let me fight to get it back gone but uh i am under ronin sam triple on twitter i have a backup uh if because they're gonna come after that one eventually so it's a buddha sammy uh, you can find that. That's my backup to my backup. Uh, my Patreons are um, patreon.com backslash Tim Hat. I do daily podcasts on there every day. And then you could also check out uh, my new spiritual podcast on Rockfin. It's rockfin.com slash uh, zero. Check that out. Uh, two, two episodes a week. Uh, we just get into spiritual, where we live, what, what's it about, and uh, how to live a better life. And this has been great. Uh, we'll come up for a name with this group, and uh, we'll start banging that out. I appreciate everybody for doing this, spending some time for us. I appreciate Martha and the babies letting us do this show. So thank you, guys. And uh, we will uh, talk to you guys soon. Thank you, guys. Stay on real quick, guys. Mm-hmm.